0: I love Old Time Radio producing a new show every Monday through Friday, each day with a different theme Monday's Crime Does Not Pay on the Shadow. This episode originally aired on September 21st, 1947, and here is The Face. (laughs)
1: Once again, your neighborhood blue coal dealer brings you the thrilling adventures of the shadow, the hard and relentless fight of one man against the forces of evil. These dramatizations are designed to demonstrate forcefully to old and young alike that crime does not pay. This coming winter, all home heating fuels are going to be in short supply. There may even be periods of acute scarcity. So in order to be sure that your home is warm and comfortable, it's imperative to fill your bin with blue coal now. Call the nearest blue coal dealer. Ask him to look it over. He'll be glad to and may be able to make recommendations that will help you save a lot of fuel. This winter, conserve fuel by careful consumption in an efficient furnace. Above all, store as much blue coal as you can. Call your blue coal dealer tomorrow.
2: Yes, Mr. Wyndham.
1: Why doesn't Dr. Wallen come?
2: Dr. Wallen will be here in a moment, Mr. Wyndham. You must try to keep calm.
1: Calm? How can I keep calm, Miss Rand? I've been living in a nightmare ever since that airplane crash. Six months. Six long months. With these bandages covering my face. Miss Rand. Yes? Do you... Do you think the operation turned out all right? Of course. You don't sound very sure, Miss Rand.
2: Dr. Walland is a wonderful physician, but... Well, a a younger man, perhaps a specialist in this type of plastic surgery...
1: Dr. Walland is exactly the kind of surgeon I want. He's quiet and obscure. With him, there'll be no talk, no publicity. Of
2: course there won't. Now you must be quiet, Mr. Winters.
1: You you do think everything will be all right, don't you, nurse?
2: I know it will be.
1: It's, It's got to be successful. I've got to get back to the stage... I was just at my peak when the accident came, Miss Rand.
2: I know, Mr. Wyndham. I saw you with Lona Mason in the Golden Court. Oh. You were wonderful.
1: Oh, thank you, Miss Rand.
3: You, you see how important it is that everything comes out.
2: Oh, here's Dr. Wallen.
3: Good morning, nurse.
2: Good morning, doctor.
3: And Mr. Wyndham. Are ready? Yes. Yes, doctor, I, I, I'm ready. Mr. Wyndham, before we begin... Yes, I told you to begin, but we can't promise you a thing. The face was severely burned, and, and at best, it's a gamble. We can only hope. Well, let's get on with it. Let's get these bandages off. I, I want to see. All right, nurse. Take the bandages off. Slowly. Yes, doctor. Here, Mr. Linden. Hold this mirror so that you can see. All right. Carefully, nurse. Slowly. Slowly. That's it. What's next there? What's next? Can't you hurry? Can't you go any faster? Patience, Mr. Lennon. Just three more layers now, no. Yes, Doctor. That's it. Now, two more. Brace yourself, Mr. Rinnum. As I said we don't know what you're going to see in that mirror. Nanus. No, no, no. The last air appendage. All right. Yeah. darling, what's the matter?
2: Matter? Yes, all through lunch, you've just picked at your food. You invite Lamont and myself to lunch, and then you act as jittery as a...
1: So you're waiting for the curtain to go up an opening night?
2: Yes, I I know, Lamont. There is something on my mind. I need your help. Well,
1: Lona, we're all old friends. If it's a new play you want backing for, count me in.
2: And me, darling. That last show you did was a hit to end all hits. Lona Mason and Hugh Wyndham. What's the combination?
1: Artistically and financially, all the angels who backed that show grew golden wings.
2: Oh, about uh, Hugh Wyndham. Oh, that man Wyndham. Lona, I'm no Bobby Soxer, but I almost swooned just looking at him. No man had a right to be that attractive. That's quite a
1: mystery. His disappearance. Saw his face in a mirror after his operation and ran away from the hospital. That well, was a year ago.
2: Armando Lamont. Yes. I know where he Wyndham is. What? Oh, now. you found him? You've seen him? No, I... I haven't seen him. But I found out his address. And I talked to his landlady. Yes? He, he's hidden himself away from the world, Lamont. He lives in a rooming house in the slum section downtown. And for a whole year, he's never left his room. Seen no one. Good heavens. Lamont, Margot. I, I'm going down there this evening. I'm going to try to talk to him. But I just can't bear to face him alone. I. Well, I, I need moral support. You want us to go with you? Yes, I. If you don't mind. Of
1: course, we don't mind, Lona. Pick her up tonight in my car at nine. <laughs> been Mr. Wyndham's landlady for a whole year, Mrs. Hodge, and you've never seen his face?
2: Never. The night he came to rent a room, he had his hat pulled way down over his face. I leave his meals on a tray near the door. All day long, he sits in there with the blinds drawn. At night, he sits in the dark. Good Lord. Who are you? The man pays his rent regular. This frightens me to death. I wish he would find some other accommodations. There's his room, this door on the right.
1: Thank you, Mrs. Hodge. We'll, uh
2: call you if we need
1: you. All right. him oh, out. Easy, I... Lona. we have got to see this through. I'll knock. Who is it? Who's there?
2: Hugh, it's, it's, it's Lona. It's Lona? Lona Mason and some friends. Hugh, I... Let us in. I want to talk to you.
1: Go away, Lona. I don't want to talk to anyone.
2: Hugh, please. For old times' sake. I've looked for you day after day, week after week... And now, now that I've found you, I'm not going away, Hugh. Darling, don't you understand? I want to help you.
3: All right,
1: Dona. I'll let you and your friends in, but on one condition. Yes. We talk in the dark. Is that understood, Dona? We talk in the dark.
2: Yes, Hugh.
3: Very well. Come in, come in quickly. Let's see. What do you want?
2: Uh, Hugh, I have two friends with me. Miss Lane and Mr. Cranston. How do you do, How Mr. Wyndham? Uh, Hugh. They're
1: You don't have to describe them. I can see them in the dark. My eyes are used to it. All right, Lona. Why have you come?
2: I've come to take you back,
1: Hugh. No. I'll never go back. I, I couldn't stand it. Mr. Wyndham, you can't bury yourself away like this. Sooner or later you've got to show yourself to the world.
2: Mr. Cranston's right, Hugh. And I. Well, I don't care how you look. You haven't changed just because your face
1: may have. You've got the rest of your life to live, Mr. Windle. The sooner you start acting like a normal person, the better.
2: You've got to get back with people again, Hugh. Get back to the theater. The
3: theater?
2: Yes. You don't have to be handsome, Hugh. You had your great talent.
3: Hello.
1: Hello, if I thought.
2: Perhaps if you turned on the light. No, oh, no, I can't. Turn on the light, Hugh. Put us to the test. Let us see your face. Lona. Lona, I'm afraid. Be a man, Hugh. Be the man I knew. Turn on the light.
3: All right. All
1: right, I, I, I'll do it, Tom But remember, I warned you. I warned you all. I, I've got my finger on the light switch now. But I...
2: Turn the light on, Hugh. You asked for it.
1: Remember, you asked for it. There. Good
2: Lord. No. Oh, no. You. Now, you.
1: Now you know. You saw my face. There's horror in your eyes. My ugliness sickens you. I put you to the test and you failed. Failed miserably. All yes. right. No one's ever going to see my face again. You're here. No one.
3: And those that have. Will live to regret
2: it. Mr. Wyndham, it's Mrs. Hodge, your landlady. I'd like to clean your sitting room. You want to lock yourself in your bedroom like you always do. Mr. Wyndham, are you there? Funny, no answer never goes out. Something must be wrong. I'd better go see. Hmm. door is open. Maybe if I just look in. That's funny. The light is on. i better try the bedroom door.
1: Good evening, Mrs. Hall. Oh, no. Forgot to lock the door this time, Mrs. Hart. I was sleeping and you awakened. Me. And now, now you've seen my face. Pretty, isn't it? I women I, like you used to adore this face, Mrs. Hart. But when they see it now, they have a look of horror in their eyes. The same look of horror that's in your eyes now,
2: Mr. Randall, you I...
1: saw my face, Mrs. Hart. But never mind. You won't have to look at it anymore.
2: Mr. Windham, what are you going to do?
1: I'm going to give you a new face, Miss Hodge. You and the other adoring women who looked upon me. I'm going to give each of you a new face. No. A new face uglier than mine. No. The face of
2: death. No. Yes. nice icebox, Commissioner
1: Weston. Morgues usually are, Miss Land. Commissioner, said something about an unusual corpse you found in the river? That's right, Cranston. body of a woman. Thought you might be interested in looking at it. Theatrical type of homicide you usually get involved in. Hmm? We found this woman strangled. With a sort of piece of wire, looked like gold around her neck. A gold wire? That's what I said. Here. I've got it right here in my pocket. Have a look at it, Cranston. Hmm. It's very interesting. Looks like a cord used for hanging pictures.
2: Very unpleasant, if you ask me. Ah, here
1: we are. Girl number 62. I'll slide it out. She's on the slab under the shroud. Take a look.
2: Oh, Lamont, horrible.
1: Yes, it isn't very pretty, Margot. Face beaten so that
3: it's impossible to recognize him. It.
1: It's a curious idea the killer had using a gold cord could be some kind of symbol. funny part of this murder is what the coroner found.
2: What was that, Commissioner?
1: The killer strangled his victim first, and after she was dead, he beat her face in.
2: But why? Why would anyone want to do that, even a killer?
1: Very legitimate question, Marco. Why indeed? <laughs>
2: you? I can't see in the dark.
3: I can, Miss Rand. The dark is my friend.
2: But who are you? Why are you hiding behind that tree?
1: I wanted to meet you face to face.
2: I don't know you. Let me pass. Oh, no,
1: you know me very well. You were my nurse, Miss Rand.
2: I don't believe you. Let me pass. Oh,
1: no, you don't believe me. Just a moment, Miss Rand. I'll light a match so you can see my face. See for yourself. Oh. Remember oh. me now, Miss Rand.
2: You wind. Yes.
1: Yeah. You looked upon my face once, didn't you? And I saw in your eyes the same horror
3: I see now. Please, I... You helped give me a new face, Nurse Rand. And now I'm going to give you a new face. Yes. Ugly. mine.
2: <laughs> <laughs> see,
1: Miss Rand, your
3: face isn't
1: so pretty. It's growing ugly. I'm giving you a new face, Miss and the face of death. We'll return to the shadow in just a minute. If you have a washing machine or a vacuum cleaner, you appreciate the value of modern labor-saving devices. Now let me tell you about an inexpensive installation that not only does more work, but which saves money as well. It's the new Blue Cold Temp Master automatic heat regulator. The Temp Master brings you full automatic temperature control, entirely eliminating trips to the basement to adjust dampers. The Temp Master is on the job 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, keeping your home constantly at the same even, healthful temperature. The temperature you set on the upstairs thermostat. Yes, the new Blue Coal Temp Master provides more ease, more comfort, and better heat for you and your family. And not only that, actual records prove that a Blue Coal Temp Master saves a lot of fuel. A Temp Master can easily pay for itself in fuel savings in a single heating season. Your neighborhood Blue Coal dealer will be glad to demonstrate the new Blue Coal Temp Master. There is no charge or obligation. Each Temp Master carries a guarantee for five years. Only blue coal dealers have them. So look in the classified section of your telephone directory, locate the nearest blue coal dealer, and call him first thing tomorrow. Now, back to the shadow. Hugh Wyndham, once one of the handsomest actors on the stage, has been hideously burned about the face. Half mad, he had murdered his landlady. And now, the nurse of the surgeon who operated on him. It is the next day. And once again, Margot and Lamont, along with Commissioner Weston, view a corpse in the morgue. Look, Cranston. Slain. The same thing all over again. Strangled with the same kind of metal cord and the face beaten in. Cupped my men in a crowd, and a prowl car picked her body up on a lonely street. You don't know who she is, Weston? No, it's pretty hard to make an identification
3: in a case like this. Oh,
2: it's horrible. She might have been attractive once, perhaps beautiful. But now... I... Yes.
3: Well, I guess there's nothing more we can do here. I'll cover her.
2: Let's get out of here, Lamont. Lamont.
1: Hmm? What'd you say, darling?
2: <sighs> What's happened here? You? you were a million miles away just now.
1: I am just thinking. Yes, about what? Gold cord. It's got hold of me, Westner. won't let go. Must be some reason why the kill... Wait a minute.
2: What is it, Lamont?
1: I've got it. I think I've got it. I remember now the gold cord was the name of a play. Play?
2: Lamont, yes. And the star of the play Yes, was...
1: Margot. Hugh Wyndham. The gold cord was his greatest triumph. He played it at the Old Globe Theater, brought him the adulation of thousands of women. And another thing. Yes, Lamont? Faces of these women were battered.
2: And Hugh Wyndham's faith. Oh, no, Lamar.
1: No. Wait a minute, you two. Hold on. What's all this double talk about? Commissioner, in a few hours, I think we'll be able to identify your two corpses. I just spoke to Commissioner Weston Margot. Yes, Lamar. Hugh Wyndham's missing. And so's the landlady, Mrs. Hodge, but well, they found her.
2: One of the murder victims?
1: Yes first one. They identified her by her dental bridge work. Hmm.
2: And the second corpse?
1: A woman named Ann Rand. She was Dr. Wallen's nurse, the uh, surgeon who operated on Wyndham. Yes.
2: Margaret. wait a minute. What is it, Margot?
1: There's a pattern here. This nurse, Miss Rand, saw Wyndham's face. We may assume now that Mrs. Hodge did too.
2: You mean he killed him because Wyndham had always idolized him? And now because his face...
1: Yes. As far as we know, only two other women saw his face.
2: One was Lona Mason, and the other... was you, Marple. No. Give me that phone. Phone?
1: Yes. I just hope I'm not too late to warn Lona Mason.
2: Hugh. Hugh, let me go. Let me out of
3: here. The theater
1: outside is dark and empty. This room is bright, Lona. Bright with memories, Wonderful memories.
2: You, please.
1: Let me go. No.
3: Oh.
1: You wanted to see my face, didn't you? Well, now you see it. No matter where you turn, you see it. You can't escape it, can you, Lona?
2: You, oh, this room, I can't stand it. Take me out of you. These... No matter where you
1: turn, my face will be leering at you, mocking you with its ugliness.
2: I you. Please. Go away. Leave this room. Leave this you, room. Please.
3: Yes, yes. Leave it. On one condition, Melna.
2: I'll do anything, you. Anything. I want you
1: to phone Margot Lane and give her a message for me.
2: No. No, you, I... I can't.
1: I want you to tell her to come down here alone. That you're in trouble. She must not
2: tell anyone. You understand, Melna? You.
1: Well, Melna. Shall I it be the phone call? So we stay in this room. Will you leave the message for Miss Lane? Or do you want to continue to look at my face? Which will it be, Lona? Hello. Cranston, this is Commissioner Weston. Yes, Commissioner. We won't have to look for Lona Mason any longer. Why not? her dead this morning. Oh. Same setup. Strangled by a golden cord. Face patted in. Where'd you find her, Commissioner? An alley
3: near the Globe Theatre. I see. Third victim. It's only Margot left. How was that, Cranston? I didn't tell you.
1: Uh, nothing, nothing, Commissioner. I'll I'll get in touch with you later. Margot. He'll try to get her next. Told her to lock herself in. Got to be
3: careful now, careful.
1: Hello, operator? Operator?
2: I'm sorry, sir, but your party doesn't answer. Operator, there must be someone
1: there. Please try again.
2: I'm sorry, sir, but your party does not answer.
1: had on the table under the telephone. I that you added something down on it. Globe.
3: Globe, theater.
1: You came right down here to help your friend Lona, didn't you, Miss Lane? But now, she's beyond help. Now you and I are
2: together. Let me out of here. Let me out of this room.
1: Don't you like it, Miss Lane? I like it. It's my old dressing room. I had these mirrors put on every wall. I could see my face then, no matter where I turned. As you can see it now. You're
2: sick, Mr. Wyndham. You need help.
1: Uh I? No, Miss Lane. It's you who need help.
2: Please let me go. I can't stand it. Let me out of here. No, no, no.
1: (laughs) It's only a closet, Miss Lane. But as you see there's a mirror in there, too? And my face. That's it. Try that room, Miss Lane. Go ahead. Pull the curtain aside.
3: Oh, no. <laughs>
1: it's a small costume room, Miss Lane. But there's a mirror in there, too. Mirrors. Mirrors everywhere. And my face. Please.
2: Please let me go. I, I can't stand it any
1: longer. All right.
3: Very well, Miss Lane. If you
1: insist on escape, I will provide it for you.
2: Oh. Gold court. One of my mirrors.
1: <laughs> the shadow, Wyndham. Shadow? Last you here. Right. I don't see
2: anyone.
1: There's no reflection in the mirrors. The shadow is here, nevertheless. These mirrors won't be. I'm going to smash every glass in this diabolical room. Smash that living face wherever I see it.
3: Oh. Oh. Oh.
1: My mirrors. Now, the mirror in the closet. And now the last one in the costume room. I see the man is breaking. I see no one. No man can see the shadow, Wyndham. When they kill, they account to the shadow. You're human, Shadow, and yet you're invisible. Yes. Shadow, please. Please tell me your secret. Tell me how you make yourself invisible. Teach me your secret, Shadow, so that people can't see my face. No, Wyndham. Only the shadow knows the secret. Only the Shadow will ever know.
3: Shadow, I beg you... you forfeited
1: your right to any consideration. You've killed you were about to kill. You belong to the law now, Wyndham.
3: I... Perhaps it's best, Shadow, that way.
1: Perhaps it's better if the law takes my life.
3: Death will be merciful. Quick. Yeah. Best this way. For death is darkness, and darkness can hide my ugliness forever.
1: And now let me present Blue Coal's distinguished heating authority, John Barkley. Thank you, Andre Baruch, and good evening, friends. If you were going to take a long trip, you'd be certain that your automobile was tuned up and put in good condition before you started. Friends, the heating season is just starting. You're going to demand a lot of service from your heating plant before next spring. Better have it thoroughly cleaned and checked now by your blue coal dealer. He has the special equipment and the trained men who know how to tune up a furnace properly and how to make the necessary minor repairs as well. I suggest you telephone your blue coal dealer tomorrow. Remember, a clean, efficient furnace burns less fuel and gives more heat. I thank you. This story is copyrighted by Street and Smith Publications, Incorporated. The characters' names, places, and plot are fictitious. Any similarity to persons living or dead is purely coincidental. Again next week, the Shadow will demonstrate that... The weed of crime bears bitter fruit. Crime does not pay.
3: The Shadow
2: knows.
1: (laughs) Next week, same time, same station, your friendly blue coal dealer brings you another strange and thrilling adventure in the Shadow's daring battle against the forces of evil. The Shadow is presented by the D.L. Coal Company, distributors of blue coal. Lamont Cranston is played by Brett Morrison. Margot by Grace Matthews. Your announcer is Andre Baruch. Remember, it's blue coal for finest heating service. It's blue coal for finest modern equipment. It's blue coal for the best home heat money can
3: buy.
0: listening to i love old time radio with your host virtual vinny welcome back you know i feel bad for windham i mean it wasn't his fault he was disfigured and i wonder if he was just left alone would he have snapped but i think most likely it was just a matter of time And that's gonna conclude our show here on I Love Old Time Radio. This program can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, and our host, Anchor.fm. For a full list, visit our website at ILoveOldTimeradio.com and find the best location that suits you. You can also listen to us on your Alexa device through TuneIn or iHeartRadio. Like us on Facebook at I Love Old Time Radio. Follow us on Twitter at Love OT Radio. Comments and questions can be directed to our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com or leave a voice message using the Anchor.fm app. If you'd like to help support this show, you can do so with a one-time donation or join our Patreon page at com. Tomorrow we'll be playing a new episode of Our Miss Brooks and join us back next Monday for some more with The Shadow. For com, this is Virtual Vinny signing off.